I'm Ruth Sturkey and welcome to Money Expresso, no froth conversations exploring money and life. I know from my experience as a financial planner that we humans are often inhibited when it comes to talking about money. Many of us struggle to see that money is really just a means to an end and that the decisions we make around money can change not only our life, but the life of others as well. I'm going to be speaking with guests from a variety of backgrounds and asking them to share their personal story and the influence money has had along the way. I'm also going to be delving into some of those tricky money and life questions that I've seen my clients wrestle with over the years. My hope is that the shared experience of my guests will help you think maybe differently about money and ultimately make better money and life decisions. Hello and welcome to our final episode of Series 1 of Money Expresso and it's a Christmas bonus episode. Now, if you're anything like me, you leave your Christmas present buying into well into December. Not quite last minute, but about 10 to for the Christmas hour. Fortunately for you and for me, this bonus episode is focused on what has turned into one of the favourite bits of Money Expresso, the best buys for under £30-ish. And blimey, we've had some real goodies. It turns out that my guest purchases and best buys fall into a few general categories. Those have been exercise and play, eating, drinking, grooming and gadgets. Now, I'm not sure what that says about my choice of guests. Some of the best buys have been super useful. Many have been rather surprising and some have just made me properly laugh out loud. So let's kick off with the category that I'm calling exercise slash play slash outdoor activity, which you'll also hear for many includes a cheeky glass of something rather delicious. Now, remember, most of these purchases happen during lockdown. And the question that I asked in a slightly uh, various forms was something like, please tell me, what have you spent about 30 pound on over the last 12 months that's brought you either great pleasure or utility? Let's kick off first and foremost with Martin Ruskin, client director at Paradigm Norton. So, in fact, Bridget and I were just talking about this a couple of days ago. She mentioned it. And um, so about a year ago, so pre-lockdown one, uh, we bought a flask, uh, which keeps cold stuff really cold and hot stuff really hot. (laughs) And we do a lot of we do a lot of walking. And to be honest, I mean, that's all most of us have been able to do for the last 12 months. Um, So when it's warm, uh, the flask is filled with Prosecco. And that stays <laughs> chilled. And then, of course, more recently, it's been filled with coffee. And, um, you know, so whatever is the halfway point of our walk. Yeah, so I think it costs about 15 quid. But, you know, we have used it. Love it. Cool, multiple times, you know, Fantastic. every single week. I love those. And I, I, I'm kicking myself for thinking you were going to say in uh, hot weather it was going to be filled with a cold isotonic drink. And it's Prosecco. Of course it's Prosecco. <laughs> it could be nothing but. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's mainly for Bridget, of course. It's a selfless act on my part. Yeah. Um, it Lovely. would obviously be Ribena or something for me. <laughs> Stepping away from alcohol just for a moment, let's hear about a fitness and pet related idea from Barry Horner, CEO of our sponsors, Paradigm Norton. It's been a challenge, hasn't it, the last 12 months? Because I guess unless you're looking at Amazon, the shops really haven't been available. But I guess what springs to mind was um, we are very fortunate where we live in the lakes in that we're in the country and there's some absolutely stunning walks. So 
having been up here for a while now, I started to get back into running. I've always been a bit of a runner, but not done too much. And we have, um, you said three dogs, and unfortunately, we only now have two dogs. That's what happens to dogs eventually. Yeah. Um, with the older one, she really can't do too much these days. She's, um, my wife worked out, she's something like 103 in dog years. But the young one, Flossie, is a black lab, loves to run. And so I bought, um, it's like an extendable lead, but a thing that goes around like a belt. So I can go off running down the lanes and she runs with me. And I know I've got her attached to me. So I think that was probably about 30 pounds, but that would that's made a huge difference. And I've really enjoyed having her with me or if yeah. I've been up on the fells and things doing that. Yeah. Loads of sheep where we are. So whilst ordinarily we can, you know, you could let a dog off, you've just got to be incredibly careful. We're just coming into lambing at the moment. So it's oh. a beautiful time of year. Yeah. Yeah. So she runs off with me and I've now got her securely attached to me, but in such a way that I can still run fine. So that's what been a, a brilliant really gadget. Love it. Yeah. And of course, I'm now picturing the scene of Barry and Flossie out running together in the lakes. Now, the next Best Buy is one that I genuinely didn't see coming from the lovely Paula Higgleton, former vice chair of Deloitte, and a general good egg. Yes, well, without a shadow of a doubt, and 30 pounds is the, 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 the number, actually. Um, I never thought I would ever need them, but they've been invaluable over lockdown. It's my Marks and Spencer's thermal underwear. <laughs> and they have been amazing for spending lots of time outdoors, all those walks throughout the winter. Yeah. Um, being able to, you know, sit out when we were able to and uh, either picnic or uh, eat our fresco during December. Um, <laughs> it's absolutely been a godsend. Um, and, you know, I like them so much, I bought another set. They were so, so good wow. and valuable. Um, you know, other than the duck food, which, you know, 30 pounds will buy you 16 kilos and a huge amount of fun. <laughs> open up a whole outdoor world which I never previously really experienced when I was working. Thermal underwear I mean who'd have thought of it I mean at least it was thermal thermal rather this is a family show after all. Um, now Sarah Lord president of the Personal Finance Society raises a really good question when she asks if her best buy should be for pleasure or practicality. Let's see what she says. Pleasure or practicality, that's the thing. Oh, um, because <laughs> oh that's a good question. Um, yeah, well, whichever, whichever. Because I think there's been a couple of things, maybe less than £30 that I thought that maybe haven't given me much pleasure, but have, given, have been hugely <laughs> practical in kind of lockdown, all this yeah. virtual working world and stuff. Um, but I think from a pleasure perspective it might have been a bit more than 30 pounds but last um sort of late spring summer was the paddling pool for the children oh, um yeah. because obviously we all know we have such wonderful weather in yeah. 2020 it was such a terrible year for everybody in so many different ways um but the weather was good um and you know we're fortunate enough to have outdoor space and garden um, and so just to hear the squeals and the enjoyment of oh, the children, um, you know, at that time, the four and seven, yeah. none of us have, as humans are designed to have experienced what we have over mm. the last 12 months. But I, particularly for young children, mm. I think, you know, I think it was incredibly hard. Um, so to hear their squeals of delight and enjoyment <laughs> and yeah. particularly when they flick water at me and stuff was just, um, it was 
it was a real pleasure to yeah. see them having that degree you know that I suppose that freedom really in what was actually we didn't have the same degree of freedom mm. through the year the, so. that, that's right it's that simplicity and freedom and just sheer joy isn't it children mm. playing in a paddling pool I love that that's it that's that's a lovely one and uh, yeah 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 let's not go with practical I like the idea of pleasure don't you just love that picture that Sarah paints of her children playing and giggling in the pool? Such a gorgeous vision. And talking of painting pictures, this story from Tom, Tommy Watson, client manager at Paradigm Norton, vividly highlights the highs and lows of being a football fan. So I'm going to push you just to the boundaries. I am going just over a year. Um, so we can you... allow that. Perfect. I'll take you back to... I think it was the 8th of March, only because I checked the date to see how far out I was. Um, I, so as you know, I'm a big Evertonian, and one of the best things of living in London as, a, as an Everton fan is that there's plenty of, of games to go to. Um, so we played Chelsea at the beginning of March last year, and I enjoyed a game with my brother and good friend who live locally. And we've been in the away end at Chelsea watching Everton the last four seasons and Watch us get comfortably beat most times. One time we were five nil down after 55 minutes and I was home by the end of the game. So that's how, how successful it's been. So when the, the opportunity for tickets came around last year, my brother and friend were dead set. We're not going to the game. It's a waste of time, waste of money. Um, and you know me, Ruth, every optimist. I was like, this time it's <laughs> going to be different. So um, away tickets in the Premier League are capped at £30. So I spent my £30 on my, my ticket. Went to the game and got there nice and early, soaked up the atmosphere, which, you know, in a concourse before the game is always one of the, the best things, particularly as an Evertonian, because it doesn't usually get much better after that. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, went to the game and, you know, wouldn't you know it, 50 minutes in, Everton were 4-0 down. I left by about 60 minutes. No. Oh, I thought you were going to tell me it was a big turnaround on your No, no, it turns out we're still useless. Um, and if you'd have asked me on the way home, was that a good way, use of money? It would have been no. It was a complete waste. I'm never going again. But actually, that was the, the last weekend that, you know, you're allowed a full stadium of fans. And, you know, if we'd have known before that, that that would be the last chance. My brother mm. and friend would definitely have gone to the game and yeah. would have made the most of it. So... I think mean, that's the, the best spending the last just over 12 months, I'll say. I like that, Tommy. That's that's excellent. Gosh, so poignant how Tommy describes the things that we took for granted before lockdown and it, the things it turns out that we missed. Now, sticking with the sporting theme, Mark Cadogan, CEO of Ella's Kitchen, which is also a fellow B Corp, tells us a little bit about his sporting best buy. Hands down, without a question, table tennis bats. So, um, you know, talked before about used to be a, a tennis coach um, and I love playing table tennis. Um, and I've always wanted, um, <laughs> even before we had children, we talked to my wife about it, I want my, my kids to be really, really good at table tennis. So we've got two girls and my kind of vision, and this is a bit strange and I probably shouldn't admit this, I haven't told them. <laughs> is for them to maybe maybe not go to college or, or to be at a party later in life and someone to have a table tennis table and says, who wants a game? And for them to be able to beat everybody, right-handed <laughs> right -handed or left-handed, it doesn't matter. And in the first lockdown, um, we bought a table, just about fits in our, in our back garden in, in London. I bought some table tennis bats. And you remember the, you know, Lockdown one, the weather was just incredible. Oh, yes. Um, and homeschooling was a bit of a disaster for us. It was really, really difficult. But at lunchtime, I play 
an hour of table tennis with them. And then in the afternoon, we play an hour of table tennis. And we did this every day. And they've got really good. Okay. You know, they've got top spin forehand, top spin backhand. And it's hilarious. Now, I mean, they beat my wife the other day, and she's quite <laughs> handy. And yeah, so that was saved us throughout lockdown with just playing table tennis the whole time. And me seeing them just get better and better and better um, as they took risks and tried more things. And yeah, it was just, it was, it was a joy. And let's hear from Emmanuel Gobbio, author and keynote speaker, about how he and his wife passed their time in lockdown. So we, we bought, well, I bought actually, because we bought it from Amazon and I've got the Amazon account. So uh, a picnic basket. Ooh. Well, no, not a picnic basket. No, let me correct that, because this is what gives me so much joy. A picnic backpack for two. Oh, yes. Which is a whole lot easier. Picnic baskets are lovely, but, but you look at them and you think, I'm going to have to carry this. Yeah. You know, and, and, and this, just does not, yeah, this just does not look comfortable. So, so I bought a picnic backpack. I think it was twenty nine ninety nine. So I think it just, just made twenty nine ninety five or something. Uh, a picnic basket for two, a picnic backpack for two. Uh, so we're lucky because we live about ten minutes from Hampstead Heath. Uh, so throughout throughout lockdowns and so on, when whenever we were allowed to go out, we could go for walks. And then when it started to reopen and we could stay outside a bit longer, um, we bought the picnic backpack. Uh, and decided, well, if we can't go out anywhere, let's just go for a picnic, which, is, I mean, is delightful. So, but it's mm. such a great thing. You know, it's Brilliant. very comfortable. It's got yeah. all the stuff you need. So, no, that that probably, that has given me a lot of joy over a the last joy. 12 and, months. So. And do you carry coffee or wine in your backpack? We carry wine. And I got into <laughs> so much trouble because I posted a picture uh, of us having a picnic. And and unfortunately, it had two, goblet, you know, two, two kind of little um, metallic kind of mugs in it yeah. rather than glasses oh. and my family were outraged because <laughs> I, I was drinking one out of this thing and the whole of my family were utterly outraged so I invested uh, later on into plastic plastic glasses so now at least it looks like a wine glass at least it looks plastic. like it gosh yeah. you have been anglicized haven't you I know <laughs> I know I know I said oh come on don't give me you know at least it's wine you know I know you know and it was French wine at that you know <laughs> of course know. of course of course, being a Frenchman, Emmanuel was going to be drinking wine from his picnic backpack. Which brings us on nicely to our second Best Buy section, drinking or alcohol, which seems to have been a common thread so far as well. Now, we start with the inimitable Holly Mackay, CEO of Boring Money, who stretched the £30 limit, but it was worth it for a Best Buy that ostensibly seemed to be something for her children, but was in fact a vehicle for her real relaxation. Take it away, Holly. Can I go a bit more than 30 pounds? Mm. I get what you're trying to do. I, I spent 100 pounds on possibly the world's largest paddling pool. Oh. And it's seriously, I mean, it's amazing. It's about four meters long. Yeah and two meters wide. That's like a swimming pool and in many gyms. It's like, it's my swimming pool. This is back to, it cost me a hundred pounds. And last summer I was lying in it, like some sort of- Hang on a second, didn't you like for the kids? Sorry? <laughs> oh, well, you know, yeah. I was just checking, you know, health yeah. and safety check, Bruce, that it was all appropriate for them. Um, I was lying in it as the sun was going down. We live in the middle of nowhere so it was sort of pretty much in a field 
with a glass of wine in my hand and going, do you know what? This is, this is, I don't need a swimming pool. I spent a hundred pounds and this thing, I swear, you know, the marginal kind of cost per use of that thing is next to nothing now. So um, yeah, that, that padding pool, I mean, just mega. (laughs) <laughs> Such a good story with that, Holly. I'm going to let you. I'm going to let you stretch my thirty pound by three point three times. There's a financial plan really coming out. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what's that amongst friends, Ruth? You know, absolutely. Oh, you didn't say a bottle of Gabby, which was the other thing I thought you were going to say. Oh well, that's 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 just a permanent feature yeah. of of you know my my life over the last twelve months. There was a traumatic week. It wasn't a week. It was a couple of days actually in lockdown where. I ran out of white wine, which was frankly careless, Ruth, and and not something I'll be doing again. Yeah, <laughs> honestly, I, I, I had you down as a forward planner, Holly, but... Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, one, one doesn't necessarily forward plan for the sort of consumption levels that were going on in April last year, Ruth, but um, yes, yeah, so oh, I, I quickly okay. rectified that problem. And, pleased and, to hear, yeah. pleased to hear. Well done, you. Staying on the theme of wine and stretching into gadgets, my colleague and finance director, as well as being client manager extraordinaire at Paradigm Norton, William Pratt, tells us about his best buy. Well, look, I, I do like my wine gadgets, oh. I have to say. So my latest wine gadget is, uh, which cost, what did that cost, about 15, 20 quid, I think, was uh, a little wine aerator. <laughs> well, so, how does that work? <laughs> so, so, basically, it's like a little... It's a, a little aerator with a filter on the top, so if you've yeah. got sediment in the wine, you, you basically, if you, if you open a bottle of wine, what you really want to do is let it breathe. Mm. And if you're going to polish off the lot, you, you, ideally you might decant it for, for a while beforehand. If you just can't be bothered with all that, you just want to crack on with it. <laughs> <laughs> you, can, you can open it and you can pour it through this little aerator and it sort of pulls air through it and sort of aerates it as it goes through. And then it's got a little filter in the top to catch any sediment that, you, that you've got some of I'm making so, a note of that as we speak. <laughs> Thank you for sharing. It just, it just means if it's Friday evening and you can't be bothered to wait, you can just crack it up and get on with it. <laughs> oh, practical and, and bringing joy. I love, I love that combination. Now, of course, if we're going to talk about wine, it's only right that we talk about food and the pleasure and joy food with family and friends can bring. Okay, not strictly speaking a gift, but I'm all for experiences over material possessions. Firstly, let's listen to William Adwasi, the founder of Vitae London, about the joy of food with family. And let's run straight into Stephanie Brobby, founder of the Good Ancestor Movement, who tells us about her perfect day. I'd have to say a cheeky Chinese, if I'm honest. Oh! Um, (laughs) (laughs) Because I... I've been out of the country in Ghana for so long and there's not as many like Chinese restaurants or cuisine. Yeah. So I was back in London for a bit last month, um, celebrating my 31st birthday. And yeah, I bought Chinese for myself and the family and uh, it was just such a delightful treat. So yeah, nice. I'd definitely say a cheeky Chinese. Cheeky Chinese, good. I like that, I like that. Well, I'm anyone that knows me well knows that I'm a... Th- foodie (laughs) and there's there's almost no limit to what I would spend on good food well maybe maybe there is a limit but um my best buy when I when I I finished work um my legal career I ended at the end of July and so I, I was fortunate enough to have August off 
And when I finished, I was absolutely exhausted because of, of course I've been working my socks off. And I, I just on a whim decided to take myself off to lunch at Padella, which is uh, in London Bridge. And it's just a, a really lovely pasta restaurant. And um, I, I hadn't, you know, it's been, I think it's been around for about four or five years and I've never been able to go because it's one of those places where they don't take reservations and um, the queues are out of control. And I managed to get a spot and I just had the most delightful lunch. And I think it came in at 29 pounds. <laughs> so it was a treat, um, but everything about it was perfect. And I, it was just, it was a beautiful day and, you know, all my favorite things. And it was just so pleasing. Now, for those of us that love the idea of pre-loved or vintage objects and doing our part for extending the life cycle of possessions, you're going to love this one from Michelle Cracknell, CBE and former CEO of the Pensions Advisory Service. Oh, now, that's, that's an easy one for me um, because um, one thing I, I really enjoy doing is um, upcycling things. And so I saw this um, beautiful oak coffee table that had just been neglected and, you know, it had rings where coffee cups had been left on it. Um, but it was a brand that I knew and it was solid oak. And so I knew it would be good quality. Um, and so I bought it for £20. Um, and then I borrowed my friend Sander um, and I sanded it down and I wiped it and I oiled it. Um, and it just gives me huge amounts of pleasure, A, because it's now got a bit of a story behind it. Um, and secondly, it was quite hard work. I mean, it's yeah. a really heavy table. And so every time I had to take it outside to sand it was, was a huge amount of effort. Um, and so therefore I sort of feel as though I've received a, a reward because I've worked really hard to get it. You know, we yeah. didn't just easily. I didn't just buy, you know, a coffee table that was already, you know, perfect. You know, this one, I'd worked really hard to restore it. Um, and also something I do feel, I do think a lot about at the moment, I'm not sure whether this is because of 2020 and because of lockdown, is I, I do think that we waste too much in this country and mm. um, probably in, 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 in lots of countries um, in, in the Western world, we waste too much. And so the fact that this table wasn't resigned to, you know, the, the tip mm. and able to restore it to its former glory means quite a lot to me. What a really practical and satisfying solution to a need from Michelle and an important message for us all actually to be more resourceful and not just buy single use plastics as Christmas gifts. Now let's turn to Carl Richards, artist, speaker and author. His Best Buy message was on a similar theme, but more about buying less and instead buying quality, which also resonated with me. Oh, that's really fascinating. Um... Oh, it's, 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 it, I've, I've got like a list of things that are above <laughs> that number lately. Like I got a new pair of skis to backcountry ski with, with my kids and there's just, it's not even close. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's actually, I'm going to break your rule. It's a little bit more. Maybe than, it's the wax that you use, Carl, yeah, on those skis. A little, <laughs> a little more. I got, I got a, um, I got a really good. Uh, a really good hat that I've been getting lots of use mm -hmm. from. I'm a big fan of 
having fewer things. I have a problem buying anything that doesn't have soul that doesn't feel like sometimes I point to like craftsmanship, like, Mm -hmm. like the, like the pencil I use, like how ridiculous is it to have a mechanical pencil that's got, you know, like, and this would be an example. It's not, it's not $50. It probably was 60, but every time I touch it, there's a sense of craftsmanship. And I like all of that. Like I think of that all the way down to like water bottles, which is really Mm -hmm. annoying because it's hard to find a craftsman water bottle. (laughs) I don't like buying stuff that, that, won't have patina and emotional resonance over time. So, yeah. so sorry, that wasn't an exact. No, no, no. I, I go with anything that's allowed me to spend time outside with my kids. Yeah. I love the idea of purchases with soul. Now, my guest, Tina Katori, executive coach and founder of Another Way Now, actually had her very practical purchase with her to show me when we spoke. So I brought it because I knew you were going to ask me that. Oh. It's this. <laughs> what is it? It's a, it's a wooden yeah. mobile phone holder. A wooden mobile phone? So, oh. so it means that I can have it upright. Yes. <laughs> I can have it upright while I've got my laptop and my oh. um, iPad open. And I can have a phone conversation and still work on this. And, yeah. you know, I can do multiple things. So, and I can listen to my radio while I'm in the shower. And there's all kinds of things that I can do now that my mobile phone is going to stand up and I can see it. And uh, <laughs> I, I got that, that on Amazon for £17. Well, wow. so, that, so, you, so it's not like yeah, I just balance mine against a glass or something and then it topples over and uh, but like that. Very creative, Tina. I'll have to order one for you. And I have to admit, Tina was as good as a word, and I too am now the proud owner of a wooden iPhone stand, which actually does work a treat. So as it is the Christmas party season, well, sort of, thanks to Omicron, let's turn to a few final gift ideas to put the finishing touches to any party, outfit or night out. Over to Tim Hale, investment expert and founder of Albion Consulting. I know this sounds ridiculous, Ruth, but um, during lockdown, I don't know. I don't think we saw saw each other on Zoom at that point. But I grew a beard. Oh, I miss that. Yes, you did. <laughs> and um, I bought this absolutely lovely sandalwood beard comb. It was made out of wood. <sighs> Big combs at the top, little combs at the bottom, and it had this beautiful aesthetic feel mm. and this lovely sandalwood smell. And all I can describe my beard experience was. Um, it, it, it was beginning to thicken out and look quite good. Um, but it felt like, you know, on, on, a, on a sort of late spring day when, morning when you walk through the garden, you get cobwebs all over your face. <laughs> That's what it was like. So the beard, the beard comb was the thing that sort of relieved some of that itchiness. Wow. So not only did it have this lovely aesthetic look and smell, but um, it, it had this sort of calming, soothing <laughs> Uh, until of course I lost the will and shaved it off one morning. So and and yes, I mean, so that's obviously in a drawer somewhere now, waiting for hopefully yeah, not another it's, lockdown. It's on it's on my sort of chest of drawers in the bedroom, sort of waiting for the next yeah the next <laughs> beard growth, and I look at it longingly, but uh, I can't possibly go back to the beard. So you were a bit of a Hoxton hipster, albeit <laughs> down in Exeter. Yeah, oh, I wish I'd seen that. I love how Tim describes his beard comb with its aesthetic look and smell. You can just really imagine that. 
And let's just go to Genevieve Shaw, former CTO at Pearson, a FTSE 100 company. And her Best Buy, which her passion took me by surprise. That is so easy. That is Trini's uh, BFF face serum. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) It's the best best beauty product you will ever, ever have. It's incredible. So that's Trini's BFF face serum. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's all you need to know. Brilliant. And and yes, I I I, I can see the benefits. The best beauty product you will ever have. Now, that is quite an endorsement, isn't it? Particularly from a woman who I know knows her cosmetics well. Now, one final gift idea from me. My best buy under £30 has got to be a pair of rubber beach shoes. You know the ones. You get them from a kind of a seaside gift shop. They cost about 15 quid. But they're the ones that let you run in and out of the sea from a pebbly beach without ripping your feet to shreds. Totally transformed my beach and swimming in the sea experience. Hours of fun, I promise you. So that's it. This really is the end of Money Expresso Series 1. I really hope you've enjoyed listening as much as I've enjoyed learning how to podcast and speaking to my wonderful guests. It really has been a joy for me. Now, we're just lining up some fascinating and inspirational guests for Series 2, which we're aiming to be releasing in mid-January. Once again, I'm going to be asking my guests to share how their money stories intertwine with their life and values. So it just leaves me to wish you a very happy and healthy Christmas, whatever you may be doing. I know it's been a really odd 18 months, two years or so, hasn't it, for all of us? And many of us have had difficult times. But hey, here's to a new year that brings us all freedom, joy and wellness. Merry Christmas. So that's it for today. I hope you enjoyed the conversation as much as I did. I'd really appreciate it if you could take a couple of minutes of your time to go to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast to subscribe, rate, and give a five-star review for Money Expresso. Apparently, this helps more people to find the podcast so we can help more people think differently about their money and their life. If you've got any thoughts, comments or questions on any of the matters discussed or life and money generally, I'd love to hear from you. You can contact me on Twitter or LinkedIn at Ruth Sturkey. Of course, the conversations with my guests are not intended as advice. My intention is to merely share our guests' money and life experiences to entertain, educate and inform you. Any form of investing involves risk and the value of your investments may go down as well as up. So please do speak with a financial planner before making any investments to make sure they're the right ones for you. Thank you. Mm